Gene diversity hire. Go. Why do you think else. it is that 88 percent of people <clears throat> in this country polled by Monmouth think the country is on the wrong track? So welcome to Gamcast for July 8th, 2022. It is a beautiful, sunny. I haven't been outside, but I'm sure it is a hot day in Atlanta. I hope you have great weather where you are. It's also a slow news day, so you know what that means. It means we have a ton of things to talk about. Going to have a lot to pack in in 40 minutes or less to get you all caught up on the news of the day. We're going to talk about the general state of where we are in our communication and our media in the country. That's a favorite topic of mine, and we're going to get bring you up to date on all the news of the day. Uh, there's not a lot of news again. It's a Friday. that Media tends to do that. But I want you, as we, we go through the day, I want you to understand that the Democrat Party, the left, which has basically co-opted the Democrat Party, most of our institutions, no longer deal in reality. And the reason they don't deal in reality, there's a lot of reasons, but one of them is they just don't want to be held accountable, and they want you emotionalized, and once you become emotionalized, you're going to vote for them no matter what. It's just a, it's another way to steal money and power for you. And, 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 and frankly, folks, it's been around since the uh, early 1900s. It's called communism. It sometimes goes by other little uh, definitions, basically leftism, communism, socialism, fascism, all, all different types of left-wing governance. Now, you hear a lot of people talk about right-wing. I even heard Bill O'Reilly the other day. I couldn't. I almost. I literally almost crashed my car listening to Bill O'Reilly talk about that during the uh, 30s and 40s in Italy and in Germany you had fascist governments that were right wing. Uh, no, you by definition cannot be right wing if you don't have rule of law, if you don't respect people's individual rights, which is one of the reasons you have to be careful with with labels. And I, I tried to be careful to say leftists or the communists that have co-opted the Democrat Party because I, I don't I'm not saying anything wrong with the Democrat Party. I think there are people within the Democrat Party who are decent people. What I'm saying is the the Democrat Party by and large it has been taken over, right, by those leftist people and they run the party now. And unfortunately we're in a situation now where we cannot get everything fixed until we take back that situation. And today I'm going to walk you through how we do that. And again, I'm going to show you why communication is so important, because a lot of the things that people believe out there are things they get from the you know communist leftist media. And it's nothing but propaganda. And, and I've said this before, but you have to understand, this is very common to left wing governments and societies. If you go back and you look at Germany and you look at uh, Italy or you look at China or you look at Russia, people are told what to believe. And a lot of people will believe it because it comes from the institutions. That's why once you get control of the institutions, you have a tremendous amount of power. I see it in my own friends. I see it in my friends who vote Republican or who vote quote-unquote conservative, or vote whatever over constitution. I'll come to them and I'll say, hey, this is going on, and I can feel the resistance. Well, that couldn't possibly be. You usually are right about things, and you and your fancy talk, but then in this case, it's a little too far. And that's they use that. And folks, the reason they do is because they've got 35, 40, 42, 43%, and it's growing, folks. They're taking the young generations, and they all know that. So when they get to the point where they get to 48, 49, 50%, we're done forever. Because you're going to have 48, 49% that are going to vote for them no matter what. They're emotionalized. They're never going to vote for Republicans ever. And then they're going to be able to use the institutions and the media to convince you the other 2, 3, 4, 5% to lop onto them. Okay, And again, folks, just so you understand, these people have been around for a long time. I've been following politics over 45 years. They were around in the 60s, around in the 70s, around in the 80s. 
The difference was they never got a stronghold, or if they did, for you know brief parts in California in the 70s and whatnot, they were quickly, people saw that and said, oh my God, you, you, you think that a person should just be able to accuse you? like Kavanaugh, and, and then you don't get anything? You, you think a, a, a college student should be able to accuse somebody, and all of a sudden you're suspended from school? That, that's not no, – we, we don't do that here. But this is one of those times where they, they somehow – Unfortunately for us, they, they have a lot of power. They have all the media, the, the, the institutions behind them, and so there's really no check. And so enough people don't know. Now, a lot of people did. Trump got a lot of votes, right? I'm not saying about the election one way or the other, but he got a lot of votes, okay? But the problem is now that, that same election, 2020 or 2016, if you, those elections had been run in the 80s, right, with the electorate we had in the 80s or even in the 90s, they would not have been close elections, in part because society and in part because the institutions still had to be realistic. You couldn't come out and say the reason there's inflation, which we're going to get to this in a moment, is because of Putin, right? You just you just couldn't do it. The media would go, well, I mean, inflation went from 2% to 6.5% before Putin did anything. How, can you explain that to him? I mean, they, would, they wouldn't push back a lot, but they would put, they would, you know, you couldn't just tell outright falsehoods. So anyway, so let me, let's get to Jean Pierre because the reason I'm starting off the show with her today is a friend of the show emailed me or texted me or however they got in touch with me. It doesn't matter. Uh, by the way, if you want to do that, Publius at Gamecast.net, P-U-B-L-I-U-S, Publius at Gamecast.net. I read all emails, texts about the show that people send me. So anyway, and this person is constantly saying that Jean uh, Diversity Hire, right, the White House press secretary, is not doing a good job. And this person, again, doesn't understand, okay, friend of the show, and I appreciate it, but this person is in the trap a lot of people are in. She's absolutely doing a great job, and she's, and I'll tell you why she's doing a great job. But I also think that you shouldn't be blaming her because there's this gentleman, if you're on the YouTube, you can now see him. This is the Twitter account of Ronald Klain, at W-H-C-O-S, at W-H-C-O-S. He's the chief of staff for Joe Biden. He's, he's probably my age. He's early 50s, uh, a, a trained Harvard lawyer. He's been with Biden for a long time, okay? You can't put tissue paper between the things that he says and the things that, you know, Corinne Diversity Hire says. Absolutely the same thing. So she's just doing, you know, uh, you know, following the corporate line out here. But before I continue that, if you're on YouTube, you can see her. If you're listening on the podcast, you, don't, you know what I'm saying. Folks, her job is to go out there and repeat the lies, just basically continue to repeat the lies, and her job is to be black, to be female, and to be lesbian. Now, again, I'm looking dead at her, and I'll just have to take her word for the lesbian part, but she's definitely black and female, right? And she repeats the lies. So let's listen to some more of her lies. So I'll say this. The president understands. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't understand. I mean, folks, I've never understood. I mean, I've never understood how they, they could pull this one. I mean, they, they say that the, the devil's greatest trick was uh, convincing people he didn't exist. <laughs> the media's biggest trick was convincing people that you should take their word for what they say about people. And, and listen, I've fallen before. I mean, I remember in the 80s when, or actually in the 70s, but when this guy, George Herbert Walker Bush, came on the scene. And I was growing up in North Carolina, and, you know, he was some guy that was supposedly from Texas or supposedly from Connecticut or whatever, and I, I wasn't really sure, and he came from a rich family. And they, you know, basically said he was a wimp and all this stuff, and I, he was the first person I voted for in a presidential election in 1988. But 
All that being said, I voted for him because of his policies, but I honestly believed he really wasn't a Texan, and I honestly believe he was a wimp. I mean, I didn't know. I mean, being told that, I was like, why would anybody lie about that? It's easily verifiable. I don't need to go behind the media and try to verify something they're telling me. I mean, he says he's from Texas, but he's really not, and he's really a wimp. But that's okay. He's got better policies than this Dukakis guy, so obviously I'm going to vote for George Herbert Walker Bush, right? Plus, he'd been Reagan's VP and all this stuff. Well, as you know, I like to read, and I read fiction, nonfiction, and then I read uh, fun fiction. So classic fiction, uh, nonfiction, fun fiction. And then one of the things under the subset of uh, nonfiction, I'm trying to read a biography of all the presidents. And I'm not doing it in any particular order, so I've already read one about George Herbert Walker Bush. And it was in that biography I learned that, yes, he'd grown up in Connecticut, right, and then where his father had been a senator, and then he had joined the war effort, right? Back then, they volunteered. You didn't have to draft them. Guys like him. And look, folks, if you're the son of a sitting senator, you don't think you can get out of it? That doesn't sound too wimpy to me. But it's okay. So come to find out he goes to the war. He files these bombers, and it turns out the mission goes bad, and they have to abandon. And he stays on, lets his people leave. Anyway, they're out in the middle of the ocean. Somehow or another, all of his crew, they're never found. But somehow, a submarine finds the guy. I mean, imagine being out in God's, all of God's green earth in the middle of the flipping ocean, and a submarine finds you. Okay, so they dump him back. And you can go Google this, folks. In fact, if you're on the YouTube now, just stop this. Come, come back in a minute. By the way, subscribe and, and share this and like this because it'll really help content creators out. But just go to the Google. If they haven't taken it down, I looked for about a month ago. You can see footage of the submarine, and it's clearly George Herbert Walker Bush. You can tell. Dumping him on the, uh, on the pier. Anyway, so you figure, okay, you're the son of a sitting senator, right? You've already been shot down. Okay, yeah, you can probably get a desk job at this point, right? Nope, not, not, the, not the wimp. The wimp goes and trains to fight fighter jets so he can get back in the war. But that guy was a wimp. Anyway, the media can convince you of all kinds of things. And when, when you learn how corrupt they are, you can't do it anymore. But most people still have that trusting attitude. But let's listen to more of Karim. Anyway, I, I'm sorry, I made my point there for a minute. I do that sometimes. People that listen to the demos uh, know the feeling. <laughs> Those of you who are new, I, I haven't done that as much recently. So I was talking about Biden. So they've convinced you that he's just Scranton Joe. He's never been Scranton Joe. The guy ran and won a Senate seat like in his 30s. Folks, when you go to the Senate, do you know now that you, the Senate, but it's probably gone up now, but last time I checked, an average every senator has a budget of $5 million a year. They run essentially a $5 million business, and they are one of 100 people. He's been that for decades and decades and decades. I'm sorry, folks. When you have people that drive you around, you have people that cater to every single solitary thing you need for decades upon decades upon decades, you don't know what it's like to live the average life. Again, but for some reason, they can continue to say this, and people lead it up. Anyway, she continues. What the American people are going through. He understands that gas prices are high. Um, <laughs> he might understand because that. Of Maybe tax hike because of the war that Putin, the brutal war that Putin has um, taken on in, in Ukraine. And there, folks, again, I, I I don't see anything wrong with this answer, and I'm going to prove it in a minute. I'm going to prove it when we're going to go to the White House chief of staff. By the way, so but again, folks, I mean, she's doing the job. That's what she's that's what she's been told to do, and that's what all. It's not just her. I mean, people are focusing on her. I, but all of them are saying this. Now, again, folks, I could go back and I could in two seconds pull up Biden on the campaign trail saying we're going to end it. We're going to we're going to get rid of it. We're, we're going to we're just going to phase it out. Well, if you're going to phase out fossil fuel, there's the supply is going to be diminished. Right. Your average high school student could tell you, well, when there's a lower supply, the price is going to go up. I mean, but but yeah, this is this is her job and what she does. 
fight to fight for their democracy. That's what we're seeing here. And also the... We're fighting for Ukrainians' democracy? Folks, anyway, I, I think Crane uh, Diversity Hire is doing a great job. But anyway, so here's Ronald Klain. Uh, I would encourage you, by the way, to go and check him out on Twitter. Just because you want to know what's going on in the Biden White House and you understand the person who is the chief of staff, who is the right-hand man to the president of the United States, right? He's the one that basically helps him with, you know, policy decisions and implements them, et cetera, okay? Amazing fact, even after adding a record number of jobs in at POTUS' first 15 months, the U.S. added an additional 1 million jobs over the past three months. 1 million jobs in a quarter. That never happened, not even once, under any, and that's all capped, of POTUS's predecessors in the last 22 years. Now, folks, um, that just sounds like Corinne diversity hire, right? Putin's price hike and he understands and all this stuff, right? This is what this person believes. Now, just yesterday, we looked at the Wall Street Journal, which basically proved that we are still 1 million jobs short of the number of jobs we had when the COVID pandemic started. Ron Klain thinks that people are going to believe this, and he's correct. I'm going to get to that in a little bit later, but he's absolutely correct. Okay, And folks, this is what happens when you have a complete breakdown in the communication. I say it all the time. The biggest problem the country has right now, it's not the fact that communists have taken over the Democrat Party, although that's close. Right. It's not the fact that Americans don't really understand how precious freedom is. They don't understand how grand the Constitution is, although it's close. Okay, it's that we have lost our communication infrastructure. They control what we talk about. They control how we talk about it. Right. And they convince they convince people of just literally nonsensical things. Now, at some point, folks, you have to face the facts that this convinces a lot of people. That's why he does it. Okay, this has six thousand one hundred and thirty-one retweets. It has eighteen thousand um, and four hundred uh, likes. Anyway, and this was just sent this morning at nine forty-four a.m. I could I could show you tons of places. Right, literally, I think what was trending this morning, um, Biden boom hashtag Biden boom literally was trending this morning. This that this stuff works. Propaganda works. And you have to accept it. It's unfortunate. All right. So here's a story that's a little bit of a kind of a big story you do need to know about. I'm going to let the uh, it looks like an anchor of CBS2 in New York there tell us about what happened. Uh, this is about a bodega worker a couple days ago was um, basically attacked by one of his customers and he pulled out a knife. Basically, they struggled, and in the struggle, he used a knife and killed the guy. He's been charged with murder. Originally, his bail was high. That's been rectified. Take a listen. Dana, Jose Alba was able to make bail tonight thanks to his family and his boss here at the bodega who split the cost. The deli clerk stayed silent walking back into his apartment building tonight after spending five days behind bars. Alba is charged with second-degree murder, but customers, legal experts, and even the mayor agree. The surveillance video shows that this case is not so cut and dry. Um, here's the thing, folks. Originally, I wanted to put this in there. I didn't, when it originally covered, I just thought, you know, there's crazy stuff in New York. I was going to let it go. I mean, okay, so, so the guy's getting charged with murder. It's New York. It's not that big a deal. Um, but, but I was very gratified to see once the story got out there, I didn't think it was big enough or important enough for you to hear about it. But now it is, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm glad to see the public outcry about this at least get the guy's bail lowered so that he'll be able to stay out of jail until such time as he's tried. And I'm hoping the jury will do the right thing. This is going to be Cal Rittenhouse Part 2. And again, this is the important thing. She says there that it's not cut and dried as, as, the, as the claim. She, what she means by that is the prosecutor says it's murder. A lot of people and experts look at it and say it's not so cut and dried that it's murder, so you need to lower the bail, and they did. 
Here's the problem, folks. It's absolutely self-defense, right? I mean, we're going to play a little bit of it, and if you're on watching us or uh, on YouTube, you'll see a little bit of it. But if not, go 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 go. Just put in New York bodega worker Jose Alba, and you'll find the video. And again, folks, I understand the thought process of the DA to say that it's murder. It's insanity. But I understand how someone who is corrupt and think. Another reason I want to talk about this: you have to understand they're corrupt. They're insane. I understand how you get there, right? Okay, but it's difficult to get there for murder because murder requires an intent to kill, right? It, 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 right, without uh, a self-defense, right? Self-defense is an affirmative defense to taking someone's life, right? So, but I want you to understand a couple things about this. The left doesn't believe in self-defense, and it's hard for people to wrap their brains around this. But it, it, it truly, it you know, it's like Richard Wright, the great black novelist, once said. Um, sometimes it's enough to understand you don't understand. I understand I could never truly understand the brain of somebody like this. But here's what they think. There is no right to self-defense. So in their world, they're going to get rid of all the guns. They're going to go get rid of all the knives. They're going to get rid of everything. And if somebody happens to get it illegally and they come after you, you're just going to die. And that is exactly what they think. That's how you have to think in order to believe this is a murder. So in, in this DA's view, the fact that this guy was armed and this person came in and started a struggle, it's his fault for having something to defend himself. Right, but anyway, let's watch, take a look at the video and move on to some other things. Surveillance video shows 37-year-old Austin Simon going behind the bodega counter. He shoves the clerk, 51-year-old okay, shoves, Alba, you know, into a chair. So he looks like he's a, a black man, about six foot two, it looks like. He's, I don't know, it looks like in his 30s. He's got the girlfriend behind the window. He's now come around the counter. He's pushed this guy six feet back in against the wall and into his chair. He's continuing to assault this guy. Moments later, Simon seemingly pulls Alba up by his shirt collar and the two men wrestle. We're freezing the video before the clerk pulls out a knife and stabs Simon multiple times. All right, that's that's really all you need to say about that. So basically, in that ensuing struggle, the elderly man, I mean, the guy's got, you know, a good bit of height on him and he's got a good bit of, he's a good bit younger. At that point, he basically got the knife and, and defended himself. And unfortunately for the perpetrator, those knife wounds ended up being fatal. Folks, that is classic self-defense. And you have to understand that even in New York, 25 years ago, no way this guy gets charged, right? Um, and there's still places in the United States where he wouldn't be charged at all. But if you're in a blue city, okay, even in a red state like I am, folks, these people have been taught this. They didn't learn this overnight. They've been taught this, and that's what they truly believe. So anyway, I thought that story, given that we, we got some pushback, was important enough for you to understand and learn from. And uh, again, it just goes to show that we still have a little bit of power, but you've got to have almost uniform pushback. And again, I want you to also remember what that lady said. She said, it's not cut and dried that it's murder. I mean, that's insanity, folks. It should be cut and dried that it's self-defense. And again, do I regret that the person, the perpetrator, died? Of course I do. But you know what? I mean, you can't have the rule of law. You can't go around attacking people, and then when you attack, they don't have the right to um, to defend themselves. So here's a story that was making the rounds yesterday, and um, there's a couple things about this story I want you to know. But anyway, so this is a typical uh, bit. It came up in my Twitter feed. Absolute must-watch. Tucker Carlson absolutely brutalizing Ben Smith. Ben Smith is a former reporter for um, the New York Times. He, he looks like he's in his middle 30s, maybe early 40s. And he wrote for the Times for a long time. I mean, now he's got some he's got some group I think he formed with his brother. doesn't matter. Typical, quote-unquote, person that calls himself a journalist but doesn't understand the first thing about journalism. But there are two bits in this I want you to understand. First and foremost, folks, what Ben Smith does here, he does it because it works. 
So the people that are saying that Tupper Carlin absolutely brutalizes him are wrong because he can't be brutalized because it works. I mean, I think he holds his own, but you only think he brutalized this person if you already support Tucker Carlson. If you're someone who doesn't support Tucker Carlson, you definitely don't think it. And here's the important point, folks. If you're somebody who's in the middle, you're going to go like, Tucker Carlson must be a racist. More likely than not. And the reason, I say this all the time, the reason this happens is journalism used to be an objective standard. Now it's a subjective standard. So in my view, if you say the term replacement theory, and I find that repugnant, by my subjective standard, you're a racist and a bad person. 20, 30 years ago, as a journalist, you have to go, well, here's what he said. Here are all the possible definitions of what that could mean. He says this. Objectively, we can't establish what it means. You're going to have to make up your own mind. You can objectively determine. Right? That's the way they used to do the news. Not anymore. Anyway, take a listen to the bit, and you'll see the point. Does that sound racist to you? You just suggested I'm a white supremacist. You know, I that, yeah, I, like, I, yeah, I found that clip disturbing. I think the, you know, the, 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 the language of replacement theory, which you popularized, the language of replacement theory is like specifically the language used by, by neo-Nazis to recruit people to their cause. It has been, obviously, I'm not suggesting some straight line between words and actions, but it is the a phrase that has been used by mass shooters. I wonder, do you don't have any so compunction or regret no about popularizing believes. that? This is why you are considered correctly a propagandist and not a journalist, because I just explained in detail, with total sincerity, what I believe. You ignored it and invoked mass shooters. So that's not what you I just asked did. you how you felt about it. Let's. I actually do want to ask well, you about something. I'd, I'd like to ask about. I'd like to ask you about something that actually I think we probably this have is more revealing common how ground. How ridiculous on. you are, and I think it's evident to any fair person watching. I'm. I guess I'm trying to give. Anyway, so um, it's enough of that. But again, the major problem we have in the United States right now, again, is the communication, is the, the, the infrastructure by which we communicated from, quote unquote, information to each other. But never forget, one of the biggest problems is when we shifted from objective news reporting and looking at things to subjective, that I can now read your mind, I can know what's in there. That's very, very, very dangerous. So anyway, so more proof that the media is corrupt and also that they're very effective. The New York Times a couple days ago ran a story about the Mexican-born congressperson who won a traditionally, I think it's been like 30 or 40 years. It's always been a blue district. She's turned it red. She's probably not going to win in uh, November, spoiler alert, folks, because as you know, I don't just spurt these things out. I actually go do the research. I've researched the district and it's been redrawn. So the one that she won in a special election was the 2020 district. The 2022 district that she's running in now is far bluer. Now it's possible she could win it, but it would be a really big deal if she, if she wins it here. But anyway, the New York times literally ran a piece a couple of days ago calling her a far right Latina. I kid you not. I kid you not. The obvious hit piece. Now, you'll know yesterday I covered the hit piece, and it was just garbage, that the New York Times came out about about President Trump and how he had caused the IRS to go after uh, Comey. Now, I pointed out that even in the article, you could see the person was talking about how rare the audits was by looking at all the different filing returns and then the number of audits, when that's not really the proper measurement. The proper measurement is the types of audits uh, returns that get audited, which is a far smaller than the entire number. Also, the fact that the letter that Comey got, uh, you know, um, 
He got an audit and came out in 2019. He's known about that for three and a half years. Why in the heck would he wait all this time if it was a, a breaking story or somehow news? They've, it just shows you. They've had it in the can. They've just been waiting for a slow news day to throw it out there to try to get that IRS director fined. I also told you about the fact that anybody with any common sense, right, um, knows that Comey got book deals, McCabe got book deals, and they got new money coming in, and so they were starting to file new returns. Anyway, but the New York Times, they, they are now just pure propagandists. And so here's uh, her speaking or speaking her mind to the New York Times. I thought that'd be interesting to hear from her. Take a listen. So I became the first Mexican-born congresswoman ever elected in Congress, and now the liberal media is calling me a far-right Latina for standing for God and family values. Now, liberals want to send me back to Mexico. My opponent thinks that because he was born in Texas, he's more qualified than me. I thought they supported immigrants. I thought they supported Latinos. What's going on? <laughs> Están locos. Están totalmente locos. Han perdido la cabeza. Completamente. Anyway, if you don't speak Spanish, she said it's completely nuts. It's completely crazy. Um, anyway, God bless her. And and again, folks, one of the things I hadn't had a chance to write this article. I've been really busy um, with work things. And so I'm behind on some of the stuff and I haven't been able to write an article. But I've been working on an article. There is going to be more uh, blacks and uh, uh, Hispanic people running under the GOP banner this year than we've ever seen before. I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to keep up this hoax. But again, just goes to show that, A, the Times is, uh, folks, and I I wish I could speak to, to my leftist friends, but they won't, they won't converse with you. But people that still consider the New York Times anything other than a rag are just lost. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, they're a golf ball in high grass. They are lost and never to be found. I mean, the, the idea that they could, this woman just basically has what are common sense policies, and now she's far right. Not just right, but far right. Anyway, I thought she did a pretty good job debunking it. And we've all all known about the fact that, the, oh, don't tell me I did that. That's uh, going on. Come on, don't do that. I, we've all known that the media doesn't really care about Latinos. They don't really care about black people. What they care about is Marxism, fascism, leftism. And, and again, as soon as you turn against it, you're Clarence Thomas. It's been that way forever. Anyway, so um, here's an article, and this is from the L.A. Times. It's reprinted, and I came across my Yahoo account. And I want you to remember, this is what they always do, okay? This is from a person named Robin Abakarian. She's a 40-year-old or maybe 45. I didn't really have a chance to look it up. But it's emotionally draining to live in America right now. This is part of the thing I said I would do earlier in the week when I was covering July 4th. So a lot of the things that were going on on July 4th, you had a lot of people on the left basically say, you know, I'm not really proud to be an American. I don't really like America. I really want to celebrate America. And again, you have to understand these people, they don't understand they're not like us. They don't believe in freedom. Right? They don't even understand what freedom is. They don't believe in rights. They don't even understand what rights are. They want a collective uh, uh, society. That's just what they want. They don't want free speech. That's why they, they constantly live in this um, era where they are con- uh, you know, consistently unhappy. Now, why would any rational person, once exposed to the rule of law and freedom and all of the wealth and, you know, of, of knowledge and prosperity that the United States have been able to bring. I mean, when I was growing up, I, I, when I went to college, you know, 1986 to 1990, as the first time you really meet anybody from other countries, right, for me at least, when I was growing up in North Carolina. And you meet these people from China and all these other places, and they used to say, you know, we don't call the United States America. We call it the beautiful country. 
Like we, 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 it's like an honor. Like people just they, they they dream of graduating and then being able to you know whatever high school they do in China or wherever in these other places, and they dream of coming over here to get an education. And a bigger dream is that they can stay and become a citizen, right? Because they know what it is that we have here. But you have people here that grow up, right? And they they just basically hate America now. This used to be, again, this is part of our infrastructure. The problem that we have is those people have always existed. From the founding of the country, there were people that wanted to stick with the king, right? But then that has been now drilled in with all the institutions, bringing up more and more generations, bringing in more and more immigrants. And so now these people are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And a lot of these people just aren't well people. So anyway, we're going to go through this article. We'll see if you think this person is well. On the 4th of July, a day that normally calls for celebration, my social media feeds were full of people refusing to join in. So was mine. Okay, because, again, I listen to both sides, so you don't have to. I, I follow Rachel Maddow. I follow Ron Klain. I follow all the leftists out there. I mean, the left of the left of the left. I follow them, too. Okay, One meme that kept popping up. Frankly, I don't think America deserves a birthday party this year. Why was I on social media instead of swimming in the ocean, going for a hike, or playing catch with my dog? Because you're psychotic. That's why. I was playing golf is what I was doing, among other things. Anyway, because I was tired, physically and emotionally exhausted. COVID-19 had recently knocked me down. The current state of the country is keeping me there. This country has never been in better shape than it's ever, you know, before. I mean, honestly, it really hadn't. If we would just unleash the shackles and go forward. The Supreme Court has yanked away the right of bodily autonomy that Americans have enjoyed for nearly half a century, making it possible for states to force a 10-year-old girls that have been raped to carry pregnancies to term. Now, folks, that's not true because it wasn't a right is what they determined. It's also not true because I don't know where you are, but and I assume very few people are either going to be not be in a state where it's illegal completely. I mean, I think the only one I know of right now is Texas. And then not be able to get the assistance that they need. We've talked about that. None of these states are going to go chasing you if you go get an abortion in another state. And by the way, I'm sorry I keep saying this, but, you know, they have a hive mind. So some imbecile says something, and then all the other imbeciles repeat it like a pack of ducks. I don't understand this. Ten-year-olds can't get pregnant. I mean, I'm not going to say that biologically there couldn't be, you know, one in 10,000 or one one in 25. I mean, I suppose it's possible, you know, for a 10-year-old to menstruate and and, and be able to, I mean, somehow possibly have second. But I've never heard of such a thing. Now, again, I know why they do it, because they want to put an image in your head. But it just goes to show you that, you know, it, it, it's just it's an admission to me of just how sick they are that they're thinking about 10-year-olds having sex and getting pregnant. It's just weird, folks. I mean, I get the point they're trying to make, but that's just weird. The court made it plain that it is hostile to any limits on gun ownership. Um, it was a carry permit that one county could not give it to you, and there was no... Uh, you know, objective rationale about what you had to do to get a permit. Permit? Do you have to be a certain age? Do you have to have a certain amount of training? Do you have to have a certain background? It was basically up to the local official whether they did it or not. I mean, that's not what they said at all. And, and then again, these people, it's just, it's, it's, it's really upsetting because I happen to be a gun owner. I own several firearms. I've purchased in the last year, I think, many firearms. Folks, I've been through the process. It is not as easy as you think, okay? It's really not. I mean, they have tons of things that they do. And it depends on the state. I purchased a, a firearm about five years ago in Florida. In Florida, you had to uh, fill out a form. They had to do a background. There's always a background check, okay? Anybody tells you they're hidden is lying to you, 
right? Um, you have to do a background check. You have to fill out the form. In Florida, you had to, uh, I think you had to wait seven days. I mean, states can have, and the Supreme Court has not said there's any problem with those. The problem that you've got, folks, and just we'll cover this real quickly and debunk it in a nutshell, is that they've had these gun laws coming and coming and coming. We've gotten to the point where we've got every rational gun law you can have, and we can't, there's no more gun laws that are going to work. But the left, they just can't stand your, the fact that you can have guns. So it's actually the exact opposite of what she said. It has knocked the wind out of the Environmental Protection Agency's ability to regulate polluters. That's not what that case said. No, it didn't say that at all. It basically said that, hey, you can do it, just shows their authorization. Oh, the Clean Air Act of 1963. No, passed. They didn't say anything about climate change. Oh, you need to go to Congress and get Congress to pass a bill. Now, you're telling me Congress can't pass a bill on climate change? Absolutely they could. They get 10 rhinos in a New York minute. People just want to be unhappy. As if passed passed as prologue, it will almost certainly uh, further defang the Voting Rights Act. Folks, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, black people were literally going in and they'd say, oh, sure, you can vote. Uh, How many gumballs in that uh, gumball machine? Uh, I have no idea. But you you didn't pass the test. And then a white person would come in like, I like to vote. Here you go, sir. Here's your ballot. Go in there. Take your time. That was problem. Now, the state of Georgia, we have... More registered black voters. Black voters turn out higher numbers than white. One of the dirtiest secrets out there that's never told, one of the worst turnout voters out there is a white male who votes overwhelmingly Republican. Anyway, the reason I tell you that I wanted to go through this article briefly, this person lives in a world. She believes what she's told. She doesn't question it. She wouldn't give me two seconds to try to explain to her that she's got most of this wrong, right? And it's by design, folks. All right, so... The fact that the propaganda does work, all right? Again, I understand. I can feel the vibes. I'm getting ready to say about polls. I know a lot of you. You're all smart. You follow the news. You're up to date. You're a well-informed voter. And you go, well, you can't. I understand you can't look at any one poll and get a whole lot out of it. You have to look at a group of polls. You have to look at polls over time. But if these numbers are anywhere, anywhere close to correct, right? And and, And by that, I mean, if they're off by 20 points, we still got a big time problem. I'm talking big-time major league problem. Fascinating numbers from New Monmouth poll. Should members of Congress who assisted the planners of January 6th be removed from office? Now, I can't even answer that because I don't know what planners for January 6th means because I'm a rational adult American who has common sense. Does it mean you helped to plan the uh, rally? Does it mean that you helped to plan... Uh, rioting? Does it mean that you, I mean, I don't know what in the world, but even assuming that for the sake of the argument, I'm assuming that you mean some type of illegal behavior, right? Be removed from office, okay? That only happens through impeachment, folks. You got to impeach them. Otherwise, they run, they don't get reelected, right? Or I guess, you you know, but even if they got, even if they got tried and convicted. Now, Congress could refuse to seat them, but anyway, I want you to listen to this. Okay, among all Americans, 66% yes, 26% no. Among independents, 65% yes, 27% no. Among Republicans, folks, among Republicans, 48% no, 33% yes. So you got 66, 65 yes for independents, all Americans, 36% yes from even Republicans. Now, here's the big time major league problem 94% of Democrats say yes. Let me translate that for you. The system known as the Constitution that basically says you can't be removed from office except by being impeached, right? And there are some exceptions. The House has the ability under law to not seat certain people. I don't want to get into that side discussion, so you could potentially do it that way. But, folks, 
this is scary. This is this is Banana Republic, Bush League, uh, communist type stuff. And you think I'm I'm too far when I call them communists. The average Democrat today doesn't know they are, but they're basically a communist, okay? Or they at least subscribe to a party that um, uh, engages in communism. All right, so this has been making its way out there from the libs of TikTok. This guy is a therapist, and I want you to listen to his theory on the problem with gun control. Take a listen. Almost all mass shooters are cisgender men, and for some reason, we don't really talk about men being the primary problem. Can we? Okay, um, I don't know what universe you've been in, but I, as far as I know, we've been talking about men being the problem with crime uh, as long as I've been alive. I mean, nobody disputes that. Just go look at the, the criminal records. So again, th- th- these people are just uneducated. What, what, it isn't, it's like Reagan said, it's not that they're ignorant, it's that they know so many things that aren't so. Like, he's starting off with a premise that's garbage. Everyone knows men are the problem. I mean, nobody disputes that. And I don't know about the cisgender part, but whatever. Okay, men, men, sure. Yeah, that's why we have rules of law. That's why we put people in jail. This same moron would probably be in favor of, like, letting the person go back out. So the bodega guy who went in there and accosted the guy with his girlfriend over a bag of chips and ended up losing his life, see, he, he wouldn't be in favor of prosecuting that person because he's black or he's a criminal, you know, he's like a poor person or on EBT or something or whatever it is, right? But he's all for, like, this cisgender stuff. But he gets better. Please blame the patriarchy and not blame mental health. People with mental illness are far more likely to be the victims, not the shooter. Okay. Now, okay. Um, so I'm not supposed to blame the shooter. Um, I'm not, and, and he doesn't have a mental, you, you're not mentally ill if you go do a mass shooting. Folks, by definition, you're mentally ill. By def, I don't need to hear anything else. If you go out and you mass shoot a bunch of people you don't know, you're mentally ill. Now, I still think you ought to go to prison. And I still think you ought to be taken. I'm not suggesting you should get off for it. But this is the type of thought that is infecting everything. And, folks, I want you to understand, I kid you not, if you go look at Democrat people that look this, they will be nodding their heads in unison, the patriarchy, you know, the, 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 the country that we created that has been the, the greatest civilization on the planet for the last almost 300 years, he thinks is the problem. Pinning everything on mental health is also a good way to distract you from focusing on the problem of gun ownership. Now, again, I, I love this one, and I'm gonna we're gonna move on because I got to finish up here. But, um, folks, we've been a washing guns since 1776, right? 1789, the founding of the country. Whichever point you want to take, this has been an armed populace from the beginning. There's a lot of things about this country that, from its inception, that you need to understand. One, it's the most educated uh, group of people that ever came about. I don't have time to get into it, but just trust me, Google it. You can find that for yourself. And we've been armed through the teeth because we came over here and you had to be armed to get the food and, and preserve yourself because you weren't in Europe anymore, right? So why is it that these mass shootings only started in the last couple of decades? Riddle me that, Batman. Anyway, all right, so a couple last things here. Um, and, folks, I heard from some of you saying you feel like you're getting cheated on these last couple stories. You're not, folks. They're at the end. I just want to make sure. I'm just giving you one more nugget or two more nuggets to think on. EU Parliament votes 324-155 to condemn U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe. Folks, in, in Europe, they have about 10, 12 weeks after that Europe that's banned. A, I don't give a flipping, flying, whatever, what Europe thinks about anything. Two, they're hypocrites because they already have abortion laws 
that are tougher than ours. Uh, yesterday, we covered Tara Mack, the black person running for Rhode Island Senator District 6. She was caught twerking upside down, promoting it. She's loving it. After she was caught, after she was all over social media, today, we're looking at a tweet she sent uh, yesterday morning. Sorry, not today. Yesterday morning, 849. The media is trying not to cover real issues, but my, but not on my watch. I twerk for joy, abortion justice, bodily autonomy, trans rights, intersex rights. Shake your butt. That's how you get things done in America, folks. That's the Democrat Party. You are now all caught up to date on all the news of the day. And if you liked this uh, live stream or podcast, I hope you tune back in tomorrow.